0: Greetings, world. Hello. Welcome to the very first episode of Women in Audio podcast. In this episode, I am interviewing my friend Virginia. She is a studio engineer here in Austin. She does mixing and tracking. She is also in a band called Happy Hollow. And I hope that you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, I hope you enjoy the interview and without further ado let's get on into it uh just a quick note we did start <laughs> like mid-sentence because when you're friends with somebody the conversation starts before you are actually recording um <laughs> so it's a little bit of an awkward transition for which i am sorry hopefully we'll get better at those in the future however in the meantime i hope that you enjoy this episode i uh, worked really hard on it and um I'm happy to present it finally to the world. So let's get right on into it. I I loved the the fun of what it meant back then to listen to music. Yeah. I feel like nowadays because it's so um, accessible to people yeah. that sometimes it. it it loses a little of the fun of what it means to have music at your fingertips.
1: Yeah. And you know? I feel that. Because, like, I've always loved music and, like, felt a connection to it. But, like, at that age, it was just kind of whatever's being given to you, you're going to listen to. And it wasn't, like, fun. And then, like, rediscovering music when I was in, like, like a sophomore in high school was through records. So, like, I was actually holding it in my hands. And that is what, like, kind of started everything. But... Yeah, like not a lot of people could do that or are interested in listening to records. So it's like it, it's lost its magic, which kind of sucks.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're very much because we're in a society right now that's very like clickbaity. Um, like, oh, here's this really cool title. So click on it. Here's here's a sample of something. And it can only be this long because otherwise people's attentions are just yeah. not here for that. I feel like you lose the essence sometimes of what it means to have a full album. You yes, know what I mean? Like I a concept miss full album? albums. Like, like you listen to the whole thing on purpose, yeah. and you're like, "Oh on yeah, purpose. this is like really cool." <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I feel like now it's like your album basically just needs to consist of a bunch of singles like they don't necessarily need to be connected
1: I have so much to say about this
0: (laughs) do because I know you're in a band and you're like writing all this music and putting it out I'm always like watching you on Instagram and I'm like new album coming out and then I go listen to it I'm like oh that's a cool song or you're like doing stuff and so I know that like it's it rings more true for you obviously than me so yes do tell me about it
1: (laughs) it's freaking crazy so it's hard like Kind of back to like first like you know like clickbaity and like people only want to listen like this amount of a song. It's it's hard to like write music nowadays because like you're thinking about that when you're writing the song or at least I do and it's something I have to like push past and just like write from the heart or whatever you know. And <laughs> I don't want to get too cheesy, but like, um, I mean, hey, cheesy is perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> you can be as cheesy as you would like. <laughs> well, like, yeah so like I don't know like now when I write songs I'm like thinking I'm like oh shit am I writing something that someone it's going to catch someone's attention in the first 10 seconds so they don't go past it you know because like and then it and then that turns into writer's block because then I'm not actually writing from where I need to be writing from but that's why my band is releasing singles so I want more than anything to freaking release like a concept album or like a full album that tells a story but like when you're a local band or not even local band, just like maybe a touring band or whatever. And you're just trying to like get people to listen to your music. You just need to like release singles because people's attention spans, like no, if someone doesn't know you, they're not going to listen to your entire album. You know, like they, they have to like, like your music first. And then, you know, once you hit that spot where you have enough fans that like you, then you can release an album and they'll listen to it and it'll be worth your money, you know? So that's like what I have to say about it. But like, that's why we release singles once a month. And, we're just gonna keep doing that <laughs> until something <laughs> happens and but it's I've seen it like it, over the since we started doing that like it's helped like we have more fans now like even though we're like a local band but like people like are commenting that we don't know and like sharing it with other people and following us and like it's really cool so like maybe in two years we'll be able to release like an album and people would be able to actually give a shit when they listen to it.
0: So <laughs> you think it'll be that long for you to actually put an oh, actual album together?
1: I hope it's, I'm, I mean, we definitely have enough songs to make an album that well, is sure. like makes sense, but like, I just want to get to a point where like, we're successful enough to, like, where people will listen to it. You know, like, I, and maybe it won't take two years. I I would love for it to be under a year to where we'd get to that point. But, uh, so that's, like, the stamp. Like, I'm like, okay, in two years I definitely want to get there. But I'm hoping it'll happen in less.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less would be preferable. Yeah, less would be
1: great. I We definitely have big, big goals. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. I think having large goals is kind of part of the joy of it all. Yes. You know, I mean, like. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it's kind of like me with this podcast and me with starting a business and me with like all of the tomfoolery that is my life right now, right? (laughs) It's like all of these things were like goals at some point in time that are now being fulfilled. But it's like it feels so large that you're like, what in the world is happening? But it's like the best thing. It is the
1: best thing because when you're reaching that high, like you're going to land on something great. If you don't land on that thing, no matter what it is, you're going to you know, you're going to be successful.
0: Um, okay, so I want to backtrack a little, okay? Yeah. Because you were saying that you record all of y'all's music? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. So are you, like, at <laughs> a studio or your apartment or what? Like, how does that work for you?
1: Yeah, so are um, like system is that we record demos at the house because we have like a little focus right 2i2 and um a little microphone that we'll use but we normally just plug di in and record demos and we have a keyboard too so we'll like build a drum track uh, um under like the guitar demo and my vocals and uh so we have a entire plan like and in- idea to give to our band before we head into the studio um so what we'll do is we'll record the demos to a click ever so everything's on um on like on time and then we'll go to the studio and so we had a lot of internships as you know <laughs> and uh one of the studios that i've interned at was called the compound and it's just an awesome studio like it's it was built by, not like built with his bare hands but like he he is a drummer and he hired someone to build the studio and like the freaking live room just sounds incredible like it just makes the drums sound so big and they have a lot of great microphones. There's these I can't think of the name right now. I, honestly I always forget the name but there it's a small diaphragm uh, condenser microphone but it's tubed so and it's a pair and they make beautiful overheads. Like they just sound so good and smooth and crisp and like at the all at the same time, like it just sounds so good. And so I use that a lot when I'm there. Um, but sometimes he'll just have shit already set up and like, we just go in and record and it is awesome. And that is because we're talking earlier about the hustle because I freaking hustled my ass off. You know, like I just interned, worked for free a lot and like, he's like super welcoming to all, You know, if we ever need to record drums, which we always have to record drums because we release a song a month. He's like, you can record here. I'm like, cool. Um, And then the other place we record drums, which we're doing more now just because I've been liking the tones I'm getting there more. So I do... Sorry, I just dropped that on the floor. (laughs) I'll pick it up later, I swear. Um, I like the tones I've been getting at Stinson Studios, which is where I went to school. Mm -hmm. And we've been putting the drums in the C room. So we'll we'll like play him the demo that we did to a click and he'll play the drums to it. And, uh, we'll also do bass the same day as the drums, So just knock out the rhythm section and, um, and I'll bring my drummer back into the live or, or the control room after he's done tracking and whatever. And we'll just comp and make sure he's happy with all of his playlists. Like literally listen to every single one or listen through on the top track, the best, whatever the best playlist that are best take that he did. And, uh, just go from there. um. Just so he's super happy with it. And then we'll do bass. Uh, and then after that, we send that to our mixing engineer. So I don't mix anything anymore for our band. I did for the first couple songs, but it's really fucking hard to mix your own stuff. It's, it's a challenge. And it was driving me insane. Like, I just couldn't sleep at night. Like, I was like, I was just always thinking about it. And like, it's just in the next room. Like, I can just go over and like, work so I, I was just like i was working too much i was really stressed out nothing was getting done i was like i can't do this i'm just gonna pay someone else to do it so we have a friend um named Forrest and he's an awesome mixing engineer and he masters this music too um so we'll send it to him to drum edit and, and then he sends it back and then jordan and i the interesting part of like how we record is we'll record guitar, like actual studio guitar at home into our Focusrite 2i2, just a DI and make sure, so it's less pressure, you know, he's getting the perfect take and, and Jordan's getting perfect take and his comfort, like at, at home. And, uh, and we have all the time in the world to get those perfect takes. And then we'll do it with different guitars on different pickups, um, different, play it different ways and then we'll go to the studio and reamp every single guitar that we tracked and like all get different tones for the different guitars. And um, that way you're just like setting up the reamping system was really fun. I like it. It's just like, it's like satisfying for me. I don't know, like the flow of like where the signal goes and stuff. And uh, so we just reamp everything. So we don't actually like physically record guitar at the studio. We just send the signal out of Pro Tools through like a little, box into the amp and then it sends back and like yeah. we record it and uh so we do that and then after we do that we send the tracks to Forrest and then just it's just kind of back and forth from there and then Forrest will record my vocals mm-hmm. because i he's really good at recording my vocals like he just knows what sounds good and so we just do that so that's how we do our recording um which i'm super grateful that like i feel like Recording is what a lot of bands run into is because it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. It's super expensive. It should be because it's good work, you know, if when you're paying for good work. Um, If you want a good sounding single, you have to pay a good engineer and they will work their ass off to give you what you want. Um, And, but like, we're super lucky in the fact that like I'm handling all the, the hourly work and like Forrest, he's, you know, we're only paying for mixing and mastering, which is, Awesome. So we're super lucky that we can do that. But but I recommend, like, I want more girls to be able to do that. You know, like, I want – and then it makes it easier for, like, more girls to, like, be in a band and, like, release their own shit and say, hey, I engineered my band's music. Like, yeah. that's fucking badass. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: right, well, how would you recommend that they go about doing that then? Because, I mean, that is, that is a task. I mean, you and I both know yeah. that is a task right there to, like – build that sort of relationship and like going about like just getting somebody to be like, Oh, yeah, I'm just going to let you use my studio. <laughs> yeah. And I trust you not to like destroy my life that I've built, you know, like, yeah. So what's your advice for people who would want to do that then?
1: Be a good worker. Just like having such a strong work ethic because, and don't say no to anything when you're first starting. So it's like a tricky thing. Cause like you obviously, once you get going, you want to work on stuff you want to work on and you want to be where you want to be. Um, but when you're first starting out like my journey was like when I started going to TRC away the school I went to for a recording um I just was like you know what I'm gonna fucking dive right in like I just you cannot hold back is my probably best advice and like people will see that always be the first one to raise your hand always be the first one to jump up and go fix a mic always be the first one there and the last one to leave and I swear to God ask anyone who was at that school I was the first one at any session for all the students to be at or even my session I would get to my session at like 7 a.m if it started at eight or nine or ten like I would get their set up I'd I bought band the bands like donuts and coffee it just was like because you're also running a business you know so you want them to come back to you. you have to be like really customer servicey as well so it's um just first one in last one to leave always you know, raise your hand, answer the questions. Even if you don't know what you're talking about or ask questions, be the first one to go fix a mic. Even if you don't know what you're doing, just, you can't be scared of like failing, you know, you just have to show that you're interested. Cause then how I got those internships was that people noticed that. And so there was this engineer, um, that he was doing like the, we'd have like live seminars and they would break down like how to try, track a live band through like a month or two. Um, and at the end of the month or the month or two, we'd have like a project that we'd all be able to mix or whatever. Um, he was teaching it and he noticed that I was always doing that. And he was like, Hey, do you want to come? I like, I'm engineering at the studio. Like, do you want to come help me out? I need an intern. And I was like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> and that's how that's the studio that I get to record at for free, which is amazing. And then, um, the other internship I've had, I've had that I loved was at Orb Recording Studios, and I was there for like a year, and like I got to use that studio at my discretion as well. And because I was always there, like I was always there, always working, you know, first one in, last one out, yeah. and and then at TRCOA, like that's kind of like my own freelance thing. It's like because I went to school there, you can just bring bands in and like work work out of the studio. But um, that would be my advice because. You just want to build trust, like because I don't take that lightly that someone is trusting me with their s- recording studio. Like, yeah, s- a lot of gear in there, <laughs> lots lot. of things that could go wrong. And they, they're like, no, she's she's a badass. Like she can she could she can do it. She can run it. She knows what she's doing, and I trust her. It's flattering and c- really cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, do you feel like you had to work harder?
0: to just be good or like, do you feel like in terms of like, cause I mean, obviously this is like a more male dominated field. Right. And yeah. a lot of times there is this sort of, um, stigma around women in audio and, and, you know, at least in my experience, I've, Experience a lot of like older people being like, Oh, sweetie,
1: I got stories for you, you." (laughs) you know.
0: And it's like, Okay, but like, do you feel like when you were in school, you were always like you were on the same playing field as the people around you, or do you feel like you had to work harder to be on the same level as some of the people around you, or do you feel like you just worked harder and it just made you excel? beyond anybody's expectations male or female.
1: I feel like the latter because at my school it was super open-minded mm-hmm. and uh like everyone was I, but maybe that's because from the get-go I was a go-getter. Like the moment I stepped in that school um I don't remember ever feeling like talked down to there, but at other places I have um I've had like clients and stuff like Like, just some – someone in the band, they're just kind of, like, questioning everything I do. And I'm like, just let me do it. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, that irritates me. Um, And then one time in a live studio setting uh, – this is the thing where, like, you said, like, do you have to – do you feel like you have to work harder? Like, I did – I already knew that going into school. I guess I didn't really answer the question. I did feel like I – not like I felt I knew I had to work harder because – there were like, there was two other girls at the school. And I know I was like, this is going to be tough because like, I don't, and I was intimidated. So, because I was like, I don't play guitar right now. All I do is sing, you know, I don't know anything about audio engineering. I don't know shit. And, um, I was super scared and I was like, I just have to work hard so I can fit in kind of like that imposter syndrome. I felt like I didn't really belong, but like that made me work harder. So, um, I don't know if it really had to, do with like being a woman but maybe in a different school setting i just feel like i went i my school was like the exception to the rule because like everyone's so nice there like i never felt talked down to i never i always felt like i was on the same playing field um but i know like at a lot of tech schools that's not the case so it's it's just that my mine was a special case but There are some crazy stories. There was this one time I volunteered at, like, a South by Southwest thing, and uh, there's this old – because you mentioned, like, older dudes. And uh, this, this old guy, engineer, I was, like, working my ass off at this show, like, helping set everything up. And then I stayed late and, like, helped tear everything down. And he didn't let me carry anything. (laughs) isn't that the weirdest thing I was like I could carry this and he's like no 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 you just go clean up the cables and I'm like what the fuck (laughs) like let me carry some shit like I'm not gonna and, and then he he like made me go like just pick up like and wrap cables i was like i don't want to do that i mean i love wrapping cables but like
0: i don't (laughs) want i don't love love wrapping cables i'll say it that shit sucks
1: (laughs) i love it i don't know i'm weird (laughs) i love cleanup time it's like a d it's like a relaxing thing for me after a session but like i was like motherfucker like just let me help carry this but he didn't it was weird and and then uh there was another time um i was working with a band and um i got patted on the head at the end of a session <laughs> and i was like bending down to like turn off some stuff and this this person came up to me and was like good job today and patted me on the head and i was like what the fuck like did you just pat me on the head you wouldn't do that to a guy yeah like why why are you doing that to me yeah it was that was weird I didn't like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. For obvious yeah. reasons. Like, why are you patting me? Yeah. I I feel like okay, so okay, first off, <laughs> I don't hate wrapping cables in and of themselves. I just recently learned that I was wrapping cables wrong because oh, I'm no. left handed.
1: <gasps> oh. And so I was wrapping them- wrapping them.
0: Back I mean the same way, it's the same under under method. Oh, okay, okay. But since I'm holding it in my left hand, the orientation yeah. is counterclockwise <laughs> instead of clockwise. Got it. <laughs> and so after that I've started trying to practice wrapping them the correct way. Yeah. But I hate it because it's not natural. Because I am not right-handed. And Wait. I'm like,
1: what is wrong? Can I show you how I wrap cables? Because I feel like no one else wraps them like sure, this. Sure, you can show me. Okay. I don't care. We're going to do
0: this really <laughs> Uh I know you guys can't see us, but uh, she's literally <laughs> going to get a cable right now. <laughs> we're gonna do this it's fine um yeah so like it's like the weirdest feeling to me because i i get so frustrated so that one is not actually my cable so um, i don't know what's happening with it no 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 no. you can use it i'm just saying i don't know why it's like weirdly <laughs> bunched together like that <laughs> friends
1: i might it'll take me a minute to unwrap this
0: um but i'm gonna
1: wrap it I'm gonna show you how it's done. How it's
0: done. <laughs> but yeah, no. And so like I recently, so fun fact, okay. So um I started working when I started working at Bass, I learned this. And I did not know that there was a different orientation for being left-handed versus right-handed. And I was uh-huh. like, I don't understand why people when they unwrap my cables, like they get it wrong. And it's because they're pulling it from the wrong side. Oh, and so then it just gets all tangled moves. again. Yeah. Exactly. But if you're left-handed, then you pull it from the correct side. So then it unwraps it correctly. Uh- And so it was all about orientation, and I did not know that. And I was like, failure. I've been wrapping cables. I've been wrapping cables for, like, 10 years the wrong way, and now all of a sudden I have to, like, learn how to rewrap cables. And it's not natural. I have to think about it every single time, and I'm slow. I am so (laughs) slow at wrapping the cables the
1: correct way now. Like, it's so stupid. This is how I do it. I go –
0: like, Wait, that's, no, that's the under-over method, though.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah. Okay, I see people do it some weird no, way. No, because they're doing it wrong. Okay, that's what <laughs> I think, and I'm like... That's not how I do it. No, 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 no. no. I'm under over a method all the way. Okay. All the way. That's how real engineers do it. That's (laughs) how real engineers wrap cables, okay?
0: Fun fact, it's true though, because if you go anywhere and you do not under over wrap the cable, people will judge you. Okay. They are hardcore about the cables. (laughs) You'll be like, this was like a feeder cable. It didn't (laughs) even matter. Why don't you start with your history and
1: who you are and what are you doing in the world? Um, So my name is Virginia and (laughs) uh, I'm an audio engineer and mainly I think what got us on that topic was like I mainly work in recording studios. Um, I don't really do life sound. I've like volunteered for life sound before, but I just fell in love with like the art of recording and like the fact that it just stays with the world forever. <laughs> you know, I think that's so cool. Um and I'm also in a band called Happy Hollow and I record all our shit. And <laughs> and um that's what I do. I just uh and I write music and yeah, that's that's my history. Well, that's my thing. That that's
0: music. what I do. <laughs> I record and music is best thing ever <laughs> It's my
1: life. It's my passion. It is. I. Oh, my God. I love it. I feel, like, so lame. Like, when I talk to people, I'm like, I just work and do music a lot. I don't do anything else. And they're like, and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: like, it's like, there's no hobbies, right? People are like, don't you have hobbies? And I'm like, uh, my hobby is my job. Should your face. say, yes.
1: <laughs> okay, so I've had people be like, so, like, is that your hobby? And I'm like, no, not my hobby. At all, it's like my life. Okay, so it's literally yeah. everything. <laughs> like you don't get it. <laughs> but does that happen to you? Where like people they don't they don't understand? Uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Like
0: people are like, so it's like your day job, and I'm like, that's not at all how. Put that. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> um, or my favorite is like, well so how does that work for you like what does that mean exactly that you're an audio engineer so you like what and then i'll tell them i'm like yeah so mostly what i do is live sound a lot of people don't Which, know what
1: audio engineers no, are they
0: don't they don't they're like, <laughs> they're like so what does that mean do you like produce music that's and not like, what nope, i And that's not what i do so are you like a dj again <laughs> oh, not what God. i do if i have oh my gosh every time i do like a live show somewhere and that's like Bands are playing, and I'm over there with the board and stuff, living my best yeah. life. It will not cease to fail that somebody will walk up to me and say, "So, are you the DJ?" Oh God, I am not the DJ. Okay, <laughs> I'm not I the do DJ. not DJ. I don't know how to DJ. I couldn't do it That's even if whole I wanted other to. Other thing, dude, it's another <laughs> thing, and I don't know how to do it. And they're like, "So, what are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm the in- I'm the audio engineer." And they're like, "So, you like mess with all the buttons?" And I was like. Yes, my job is reduced to knowing what all the buttons are. Yes. This is
1: how I explain (laughs) it to (laughs) people that don't know what it is. I'm like, you know, when like movies where like if someone's like in a recording studio and then there's like someone behind the big desk with all the buttons. I'm like, that's what I do. <laughs> and
0: I'm and the, the person. And then they're like,
1: oh, that's so cool. But they, like, don't get it at no, all. <laughs> they don't get it.
0: Um, yeah. Well, for the longest, I don't know if you had this happen to you or not, but, like, my family didn't understand what I was going to school for. Yeah. I love them, and they were very supportive of me going to college and, and, and going to university and studying and doing whatever it was I was doing. Yeah. But they had no clue what it was <laughs> I was doing.
1: It's funny because, like, my parents – they didn't really know at first either but they were so supportive and they did research but like they didn't really know until they like knew and now they like like they're i'm just so proud of them it sounds weird like they just they'll like listen they listen to music in a different way because i do now too oh that's wonderful so like they they'll be listening and my mom will be like i just didn't like the way that was recorded they could have done this better and i'm like Okay, mom. What the I hell? See you? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, like I get it, I get it, and oh, like I love that. And they like really pay attention at like live shows to like what's going on behind the board and stuff, like. And I'm like, oh wow, like, and I I have some friends that do that now too. They're they're just more aware, I guess, which is cool. Like, but yeah, my parents, like, they were they were they didn't really know, and because uh, I don't know, like the the consumer hears music in like a totally different way. And then when you hop over to this side of like the industry, you're it kind of ruins music for you for a second and then you have to like remember like okay, I just need to detach but so I can enjoy this. But uh it's funny when like the people that surround you like understand it now too. Like they they hear it in a different way and I just think that's so cool that they uh, paid attention you know and of course they would like my parents are awesome yeah. but yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, called having an effect on people yeah it's just and funny you when my one. mom says like oh they could have done this or like that there's too much of that I don't like that and I'm like what <laughs> how dare you <laughs> like, how do you know that like
0: <laughs> that's so I absolutely love that that is probably one of my favorite things about um being an audio engineer is when you get to share what you do with other people. I can watch up. <laughs> people who don't know and then they know. However, my aunt has to constantly remind me, Tangela, the concert is supposed to be fun. No. Because we went prime example. I'm gonna give you an example. Give you an example. Here's what had happened. You see, what had happened was we went to the B2K reunion tour, okay? We were we were obsessed with B2K when I was like In sixth grade, okay, they were. It stands for Boys of the New Millennium.
1: Oh, I was like, I don't know who that
0: is. Uh, (laughs) They were a uh, African American boy band from Los Angeles, and I love them with all of my heart. Okay, and they put out two albums and then disbanded. But it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still hurt by it. It's okay though. It's fine. fine." It's fine. (laughs) Technically three, if you count a Christmas album. If you count a Christmas album, they did three albums. I count that. They're probably making bank off it. So probably. (laughs) And so. they were like they were sort of like my generation black people's version, if you will, of like your backstreet boys. Got it. Okay. okay. But like I don't want to compare them to boys to men. But they were yeah. like my generation's version of Boys to Men. Okay, yeah. we were like, oh my goodness! And back in the day, everyone was like, oh my goodness, about Boys to Men. And yeah. before Boys to Men, it was New Edition, and everybody was like, New Edition, which was basically it always regenerates itself, which is basically the same thing as the Jackson Five. Okay, oh my God. so so it all comes together. <laughs> we're going okay, back. We, well, it's the truth. Every no, generation has so one of those like. Those types of groups. So yeah. start with Jackson... I mean, I'm pretty sure you can go back further than the Jackson 5. But most people are like, let's start with the Jackson 5, okay? Jackson 5, <laughs> you got some new additions, and then you got your boys to mens, and then you have the 2 case, okay? <laughs> yeah. Technically, you could throw in uh, mint condition... Or you could throw an IMX, and then you have V2K. Okay, oh my gosh. it's great, uh, but it's fine. So we went to the reunion tour, and we were like, "Oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever! We're so cool!" And you're like, "Are you breaking down all the and sounds?" Then my aunt was like, "Don't do it," and I was like, "But I wonder what kind of board they use." Yes, oh and I'm like gosh. leaning over the balcony, like yes. looking to see what like what they're using, and and my aunt was like, "Stop it." <laughs> no
1: and you were right you were so I was right. always right you're right, always
0: right i'm like this is what i do with my life okay this is how this works but that's what i did and they are like oh we love God. you chill
1: that's how i am. I have shows. no chill <laughs> i'm the same way because i'll like look at the soundboard i see what they do- they're doing and then like i also get like wrapped up in like what's going on on stage and like what kind of guitars they're using? What amp are they running it through? What mics are they using to amplify it? And, like, I don't know. My mom and dad are just, like, they, they're, they like, they love that I, like, get so excited about it. But I'm sure they're, like, can you enjoy the show?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how my family is. So do you still record other people now? Or are you just, I like... I do. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, but not as much. Um, But I am, like, there are a few clients that... um. I'm still working with like this, there's this great band called Roughcast and they're the main guy in that band is named Joey. And he's, he just writes like great music and he does these fun, like Disney covers too. And so we, we've kind of like worked out a deal where I'll do like quick mixes and, uh, they don't take me very long to do at all. Yeah. That's my question. Okay, So why
0: don't you do it, record more people so that way you can sustain living costs. Yeah. Instead of like, and then that'll wait. Cause Instead I mean, of obviously, two jobs. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, technically three, though, right? Cause if you're recording and then you're banned and then you're working, giving out tequila and then working at the chiropractor office, <laughs> that's like four jobs, right? Yeah. So theoretically, I mean, if you took on enough recording work, you could have enough. Yeah. Like that. Plus, it's working around your schedule. Cause, you're only recording when you want to record and so you don't have to so why not do it that way instead of having so many different types of jobs
1: that's the plan so i'm like still building up like a client base um a lot of the clients i did have have like moved away or like their band broke up like stuff like that so now that i'm in a band and i'm playing with bands we're i'm just making a point to like be like hey i'm an audio engineer here's some shit i've recorded let's record. So that's how I ended up recording this band that I'm working with for two full days in December. They're like this punk rock band and they're doing 16 songs and we're going to record for two days, like full days record. And, um, and then I'm going to mix and master their stuff or maybe just mix. I don't know if I want to master it yet. I might, I don't know. I'm mm. mastering like, it's like a whole different game. I'm just not, I have a good, I have good plugins for it and like I can fake it you know i can't do it but like if you really want your shit to be like mastered well just send it to someone else
0: yeah like mastering engineers yeah
1: who they are, that they're just mastering engineers. yeah that's all they do they
0: sit in their home studio somewhere yeah. that are perfectly tuned to make sure that they can hear everything
1: wonderfully and exactly. that's all they do yes yeah it's fantastic honestly i want i want i would like to like intern under a mastering engineer just to like have that experience and so maybe fact, I, I know several
0: of them so really? if
1: you want
0: that i can
1: help you i would love that because i've um yeah i've been thinking about that but no but going back to what you said like yeah <laughs> Anyways, answer the question <laughs> um yeah i guess i tracked uh yeah it's like you
0: don't know me <laughs> i'm like
1: uh, <laughs> um so yeah i'm recording that band um that I met at a concert or not a concert, but like a show we played with them. So I'm going to record them. And then, uh, and also like, if you're playing a show with them, they're already they're They know you, they trust you. You put, you put on a show with them. Like it's, I found it, it's been way easier to make connections that way. Instead of like being some rando that shows up to a show and it's like, here's my card. Can I record you? Like, you know, yeah. It's already there's already like a level of trust there, which is cool. So I'm building my client base, but there are some old clients that I've been working with. Um, like the guy from Roughcast, Ruff- he does like Disney covers and mm-hmm. to like turns them into, like punk rock songs, and I mix those for him. And but then he also has like his band stuff that he sends me mm-hmm. and that um I've like recorded like keys and stuff for, and they're like beautiful songs, and um I mix and master those songs. So yeah, so I'm doing that when I like you know. When they when they want the work, but it's also like in Austin, every every musician like no one has a lot of money, so it's like, hey, I want to record with you when I have the money, or like so it's you have to like have a handful of people, so you are always doing something and always being busy. But like even the best engineers struggle with that. It's just a city that doesn't have a lot of industry there for that. Like the live music scene booming, so much live music. So I'd imagine being a live engineer is awesome. But also that's like you know, that has its struggles too in like finding a job because people want to stay where they are because they know they have it good. That's the trouble with um audio engineering in studios in Austin is like, you know, the guys that have their head engineer positions at studios, they're not leaving. They don't have to live in LA to do what they want to do. You know, they're they get to live in Austin, Texas, which is awesome, and work as a head engineer at whatever studio they're at. They're not fucking leaving, you know? So it's like um which goes on to what I was gonna say earlier, um, but we—I think I got sidetracked. So I figured out like what I really want my goal to be, and uh, I want. This has come from like experience at like internships and like seeing how they run. Um, I really want to start a recording studio and say. Uh, maybe I don't know how many years, but like I would like to open up a studio when I have the money and the means and like maybe the credibility to do so, mm-hmm. and um, create a programship or a pro program a program for women and only women audio engineers, um, for intern like for, create like an internship program for them and uh create actual paying jobs. So like say like a bunch of I'll interview a bunch of like girls or women for this internship and then i'll decide you know okay i'll take i'll take these five out of the 10 and i pay those five so they're they know that they're valued and i'll pay them because you don't get paid for internships in austin texas at all no one pays you you work for free and that's fine i get the hustle but like as a woman it takes on a whole nother meaning you know um so i want to pay those girls that i pick to be my interns and then i want to move them up and i want to help them find positions elsewhere i want to i want to help prosper their career and then also by paying them i'm teaching them that they're valued being paid getting paid what you deserve is valued so yeah that's what i want to do that's my goal that's awesome i like (laughs) that goal that's a really cool goal i figured it out i was like how have i not seen this before like I want to like be in my band tour come home to my freaking studio and like run this internship like inspire these women and girls and like um, make them better audio engineers and like teach them and pay them and and then get them better jobs or move them into my head engineer position or assistant engineer and then whoever's ever in my head engineer position can grow and go to LA or you know I just want Growth, continuous growth. I don't want anyone to stay stuck. You know, yeah, so, that's my goal. That's an awesome goal. <laughs> I <laughs> totally like your goal. Female-owned recording studio. You,
0: do right you here. know um Amy and Ashley by chance? Those names. I uh, know name Amy, no. Amy Moyland and Ashley. I don't remember Ashley's so no. last name. No. Mm. So they are two ladies here in Austin who own
1: Crosspick Studios. Oh, I think you you've mentioned that to me before.
0: They are uh, solely women-owned women run recording studio here in austin and they have been open almost a year now i think or i didn't know that has it been a year i feel like it's been a year this is awesome yeah and so they they are doing that so like if that's something that you would want like you should definitely
1: like yeah i want to talk to them them about how they did it because
0: they're amazing also i hope to have them on the podcast soon Oh, you know something I do want to know? It's not on my list because I think we've bypassed my list of questions. <laughs> like, so far. But um, something I would like to know is, like, what was your first solo audio gig? Like, not as an internship. Like, you got paid. This was your gig.
1: hmm I'm trying to think. Well, that
0: should be on my list.
1: <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I haven't thought about that. I think the first time I got paid, it's a weird thing because you start charging people and you don't know what to charge them. It's just kind of weird. I think the first time I got paid was when I recorded this band called Cleverheads Prevail and I was working on an album for them. And uh, I just, I was like, I think it's time because I worked f- for free a lot when I was in school which I recommend doing, but you don't want to overdo it. Like I would do an EP for someone for free. So this was on top of going to school and then working two jobs and then also like maintaining friendships and social life and then also like recording this ep and mixing and mastering it and then along with like a bunch of other projects i was doing um so i just did a bunch of free work but then i was like okay no i need to get paid if i'm doing this album so i, I charged them and they were really happy with the work and it, i think it released like two years ago or something but it's a good they write great songs like i loved their music it's just so like i don't know it's kind of got this like 2000s rock kind of vibe, but also has some, like, 90s feels. I don't know. But uh it was music I loved, and that was the first project I got paid for. And then the first time, the f- my favorite session was when I was at Orb, and I recorded this band called Pony Kicks, and it was my first recording session at Orb. And Orb has this big-ass console, and, like, just the most beautiful live room you've ever seen. And, like... it's the console at Orb? Uh, it's, uh... It's an SSL. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember which model, but it's the one that doesn't have, like, doesn't really add too much color. Yeah. So, it's just pretty, it's pretty clean. Um, But um, they have some, they just have great gear, great console. Like, it was, I was like, whoa, like, that was the first time I was like, i f- feel like a real audio engineer because the school i went to they didn't have a big ass console i was like this is fucking cool and that i got paid for that session and the song i mixed and everything and that was like i was like this is awesome i want to do this forever
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is my life now um wait so okay side note because that's really cool but like how do you go about making sure that you get credited for your stuff like, because that's, like, a huge thing right now. Like, people are trying to, like, make sure that they get credited for, like, the work that they're doing on people's music yeah. and stuff. And especially as audio engineers, like, usually, first off, people don't usually ask to be credited. That's, like, number one. Yeah. But then number two, like, how do you go about, like, making sure that you get the credit that's due to you it's in any capacity? It's so hard.
1: It's so hard because you have to make sure that the artist, when they're uploading their song to wherever, in the excitement of uploading their music, they forget. They forget. I don't think I have any credits on all music because, and it sucks because I've done. Okay. Let me backtrack. So, to, you know, like the Grammy chapter in Austin, right? Yeah. The Grammy. You, yeah. Yeah. I want to be a part of that. Like I, aren't so, well, I'm part of it. I can't like, I've tried to like, ha- you have to have like 12 credits um, in allmusic.com. At, like, cause if you register as an audio engineer, like a live, like me, like you have to have credits. And I, I, I have done so many projects, paid work, things that my name should be on, but it's just not. And part of that's my fault for not pushing harder. But like, you can only push so hard. Like after the project's done. But like, yeah. So I'm not a part of that. And I really wish I was. I need to figure out a way to just getting. Like real professional credits on all music, really complicated. um You have to make sure the artist is giving you the credit, and you're doing hourly work. So you know when they're done with you, they're kind of done with you. Mm-hmm. At, in, unless you're like, I I usually am pretty like close with my clients, like just friendly. I want them to feel safe when I record them um, to be creative. But yeah, it's it's tough to get credits, and that's like the most important part for an engineer's career. So you can be a part of the Grammy found the foundation, or you know stuff like that. But, um, yeah. It's Do you tough. put it
0: in like your contracts and stuff like that? Like, I honestly it-
1: should. I have a contract. I need to update it. Cause that would be something I, I need to like write that down. Cause that's a great idea. Yeah. Be like, Hey, <laughs> but if like-
0: you're going to work with me, this is like the thing that you have. Like it's part of like the yeah. deal. But I mean- also
1: a lot of artists like don't really know how to upload their music. Like correctly, they don't know. A lot of them don't have BMI accounts. They don't register it. They don't, do the proper crediting that they should. So it's like someone needs to teach them, and like I don't want to have to be the one to teach them. You know, I just want you to go to AllMusic.com and put my name under your song if you even upload it to AllMusic.com because most of the time they don't. It's crazy. So unless you do Spotify, does that automatically link to AllMusic.com? I don't
0: know if it's linked, but I do know that it's a thing. Okay. So like Spotify is like like you can do show credits, and they're like extending what their credits are going to be that you can see so obviously it's a person who's the artist of it yeah then it's like who wrote it producers and now they're adding in like engineers and stuff like that that's supposed to be coming out soon
1: oh i saw that because there's been a bunch of like artists that are sharing that on their instagram and stuff that's awesome so that's
0: definitely um a way to go about doing it as well yeah um but yeah no credits credits are difficult credits are hard And and somehow that's like
1: the defining factor of whether or not you're legit or not, right? Yes, and it sucks. And then there's also like all these sessions I've assisted that, and that's awkward because you're like an assistant engineer and you have to ask the head engineer to go ask the manager to put you as a credit on like this song, you know, it's like, then the artist has to do it. It's just like a whole thing. It's weird.
0: (laughs) You know, I was listening to the home studio podcast I was saying about recording studio podcast mm. <laughs> the title of which i don't remember six no, figure I don't remember studio podcast. what did i call it six it's a six figure it's a six figure home studio po- whatever mm. something <laughs> i don't remember that but the point is is that on the podcast they were talking about credits and they were talking about how um it's sort of a culture thing yeah. that you know we as engineers haven't created that culture, that expectation. We of, haven't, because
1: it's just hourly. This it's needs weird. to be
0: yeah. a thing that happens. Like, you yeah. go to a movie,
1: everyone who did anything I'm honestly like, why am I not in the movie industry? <laughs> they make Why bank. am I not in film? It's crazy, but uh, no, I love music, so I wouldn't be We're in the film industry. Actually, but... recording,
0: but, I mean, but films and stuff is a lot of recording as well, which is really interesting. Well, there is, so
1: one but of there's the... There's so much yeah. of recording in film. One of the internships i've had probably one of my favorite was at pony sound and they do um they do like sound for movies tvs commercials radio podcasts and they edit it so they're just that's what they do and uh they make a lot of money they're successful and um they they've had like famous people in there like it's cool that's cool (laughs) like kevin bacon
0: Mm. i i still find that for me at least Nothing compares to live sound. Yeah. Like, it's just amazing. Now, I will say, one of my favorite things to do is broadcasting. Oh, Oh, we talked about that before. Because broadcasting in general is just a whole different bag of chips. And it's so fascinating. Like, all of the little things that go into it is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I am like, I can't even begin because this is everything. Like, it's so interesting. And, like, it's like taking live sound and, like, comparing, like, putting it in a box that is wrapped up in recording. Because broadcasting is like recording in the sense of, like, there's not any live thing necessarily that you're mixing in terms of, like, in the room with you. Yeah. Like, cause the live stuff is over there, yeah. right? And then it's being pumped in over here, okay? And then you gotta watch. You have to watch it while also mixing it. Yeah. And then, so you're kind of like in a recording studio in a way, because you're in your own little world, definitely, in a box over here chilling. And you have to make sure you know that you can hear everything, yeah. because nobody on their television, their YouTube, their radio, <laughs> like- whatever. Nobody's gonna be able to hear it if you
1: screw up your job. Exactly, you know. Yeah, like it. That's, that's like- crazy. Like the fucking Grammys. Like that is. Can you imagine like doing sound at the Grammys? Just like how fucking the pressure, but also knowing like the amount of people you're broadcasting to. Broadcasting. It's crazy. Like it's bananas. (laughs) And it's all real time. Like it's nuts, you know. Well technically it's five second delay, but yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, after the Janet Jackson nipple slip, you know, five second delay. (laughs) (laughs) That was planned. I think so. Oh, my gosh. That was totally intentional. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But, no, yeah, so after that, they, they did everything that way. But, yeah, no, broadcasting is fascinating. Well, thinking, okay, speaking of money, which I can go on a different tangent, though, how do you come up with how much you get paid. Because I mean, I know a lot of people when they're first starting out, they're like, uh, so how do we figure out what's the norm? How do I figure out like the my personal value self-worth and when do you start? And I'm like, okay, this might be a little low right now, but it's because I'm not as... I don't have as much experience or whatever. I haven't been out there long enough to being like, okay, now we're over that. I need this much amount of money or whatever. Like, how do you work through the money aspect of it all?
1: Um, I remember like when I first started engineering and I was like, hey, guys, I, I got to start paying people or not paying people, got to start charging people. Um, I was started at pretty low. And then I was like, how my 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 business teacher taught me about it was like, um, how much money do you need to live? And then she, we did like a bunch of math. She was like, this is how many bands you need to be recording a year. This is how many bands you need to be reaching out to a month. These are how many bands you need to do this. And like, this is how much you need to charge those bands in order for you to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Just like a normal fucking person, you know? Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay. And like, I was like, at minimum, this is what I have to charge them. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, to pay my bills. um, If I want this to be like a thing. And of course, like, it's not it's never consistent especially when you're freelancing it's really tough so you're working like two or three jobs while you're still building a client list and like working at the in mixing and working with at the studio and stuff like that and then also trying to like make connections with the free internship and like it's a whole thing but i was like, okay this is what i have to charge them and so i charged them that and it was like the minimum i could and then um but I always offer them, like, there are different ways we can pay for it, too. Like, if you want to do it in, like, like I don't know, pieces up until the session. So I, you know, I'm collecting my payment for that. If it's easy for you to pay for it that way. Um, and I always collect a deposit. So, and I keep it if they cancel um another thing and then i as i have gotten better so that was like four years ago when i started jo- charging people um now i charge them like I've, ra- I've raised it every year so i've i'm getting paid more now when i record bands so it feels good and then for mixing too i used to charge dog like just gar like dog shit prices for mixing because i was just like i just need the money but like mixing is Harder than tracking. I would rather track for less. I don't know if I want to say this on the podcast so people are going to just run to me for business. But like, I would probably rather track for less than mix for less because mixing is so – you're sitting in front of the computer four hours mm-hmm. – just trying to get everything perfect and right. And so much goes into mixing like that. I can't even explain. And then you're paying for plugins every month. You're paying for your Pro Tools subscription, your Ableton subscription, whatever. And, uh, and then you do, and then you do revisions, you know, and if you're also a producer, you're adding in stuff for them. You're hearing stuff and you're doing this and you're doing that. So you're just so much more work goes into that. And especially, and and I charge for, re, for revisions now or else the bands will never stop giving you revisions. I learned that the hard way. So for each revision I caught, I charge $20. <laughs> I'm like, because that's, it's, and I do, I, I do, I think I do, what is I? I just recently changed it, but I think I do the first like so you get one revision for free and then after that you charge I charge for the rest of them
0: do, How do you do revisions? because revisions are insane. Like I remember like when I was like in school doing my recording thing, living my best life over there, paying way too much money for private school uh, <laughs> like I would get emails right or like text messages with so much anxiety the band is, is like, like somebody right in the group would be like i don't like the way this sounds and so they texted you that and then you have so-and-so over here who sent you an email that's oh my like God. a list of crap <laughs> and you're like what is this tomfoolery yes. and then you have oh. like so-and-so told you in person i don't like this right or i want this to be different or whatever and you're like i have to keep track Of all of the things that you people just told me, and I hate all of you right now because I don't remember what all you said. And then you're like reading the email and you're like, that's unclear. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, how do you handle? revisions.
1: I am so upfront with the band at first. So I always, before I record a band, I sit down with them and I'm like, okay, what do you want your music to sound like? Well, give me reference tracks. Give me an album that you love. You like the way sonically, not musically, sonically it sounds that you want it to sound like. And then I also lay down the law. I'm like, okay, revisions. Because there are going to be revisions at the end of this. I need you and your band to confer don't text me. Don't, Don't text me. Don't call me about it. I need you guys to, like, I'll send you a mix. You guys listen to it. Give your thoughts. Compile it into an email and send it to me that way. Because if you are sending me page-long texts, I'm not going to read them. Like, I- I'm just so upfront about that because I used to do that. It's fucking stressful. It gives me anxiety. And then I always for- – may- maybe I forget, leave something out. Like, I just can't – I don't want to do that because then you have to open the session again. You have to re-bounce uh, the track. You have to re it's – ev- it's so fucked. And, like – uh, so I'm just, I just tell them like, nope, I'm not going to do it. You send me an email and bullet points, not paragraphs, bullet points of what I need to fix. <laughs> yes, <laughs> And I will do it that way. But if, and then, and then also, um, some artists will, will, or bands will like to do like actual mixing sessions, um, which I enjoy too, because it's just real time. They're telling me, they're hearing it. They're telling me what they need and what they want. And we just do it with them there. They like it. They don't like it. We Change and change it. Move on, Mm -hmm. and so I'll do mixing sessions, and I'll charge for that too, or I'll add it into the mixing price. And then mixing, since we were talking about charging earlier, like payment and stuff, mixing I do. um, I do a flat rate, Mm -hmm. so I kind of guesstimate how many hours I'm going to allow myself to spend on this. And I need to get the work done in those hours. And um, that's what I charge for mixing. And then then that's why I charge for revisions because I'm spending extra time on that. So I charge my hourly for the revisions because it'll probably take me an hour. That makes so,
0: sense. Yeah, that's a that's a legit way of doing that for yeah. sure. I remember like when I first met you, that was one of the things that I had asked you about. I was like, how yeah. do I figure out how much I'm supposed to be getting paid? And
1: I was like, I really I was don't like, know.
0: Freaking <laughs> pay. Like it was so insane. Like yeah, that that process of like. How do you figure out your self-worth? I like what you said about how your teacher showed you, like, how much does it cost for you to live at a bare minimum and then breaking it down by, like, how many bands you need, how many hours you're going to put into it. And, like, that's a really that's a really awesome um, system.
1: Yeah. Is there, like, a reference to that anywhere? Um, I can give you, like, the – I'll have to find the spreadsheet, but I can give it to you. Like, I would I can, love that. Because it helps me. I still look yeah. at it sometimes. Like, i obviously, like – the bills are different now and whatnot. Yeah. But like, it's still, um, I just keep that in the back of my mind. Like,
0: yeah, no, I mean, yeah. if it's okay with you, I'd like to put uh, it in yeah. like the show notes so people can like link yes. it. So that way, like, if they're like, I don't know, like this could be like a reference point for them. As I love like that. <laughs> like here's this thing that works that for somebody. could be my
1: next sound girls blog too that's awesome Bam! look at
0: us we have all Not, of the ideas uh... in the house <laughs> all of the ideas oh man oh, i love yes. it yes okay awesome yes that <laughs> first off yes you need to write about it and then secondly yeah i feel like because i'm no like it's so hard sometimes because it is so subjective it's like okay, you live in a different place than I live. You're at a different stage than I am. Like, this is my first time doing this, but you've been doing... And there's so much ambiguity. There's so much just...
1: And it's all based on what you think of your self-worth. So it's all your decision, what you want to charge someone. So like... And that's the thing. I And I think not it's hard for us.
0: ambiguous. That's the word I was looking for, not ambiguity. <laughs> yes. I said it, and I thought like, that's the wrong <laughs> well, word. Well,
1: that one kind of works, too. It but, uh, word right now. <laughs> it's like, for engineers, like, engineers are mostly already, like, you know, I feel like most of us are, like, quiet people or can be quiet people. And then we're also... And then we're women. Quiet people. You know, we're also women. And then we're, like... I, it's funny, because I feel like female engineers are never quiet. Like, we... Are so extroverted. You were
0: talking up a storm. You guys have all the energy. I'd be like, "What? Yeah, what? <laughs> what? I love it."
1: No, I mean, but I think that has to do with like it's a, it's like a whole thing like about why like I've read something about this. I might get it wrong, but like why why we get paid less? Like when we get to decide what we're paid, it's because we don't subconsciously society has kind of told us that we don't deserve Mm. that so we undercut ourselves when a male is just overly confident Mm -hmm. you know they're always like Mm -hmm. no this is what i they're just cut and dry we put more emotion and thought into it and too much thought Mm -hmm. into that and that's why a lot of freelance like Mm -hmm. i just read something about that and i probably got it a little wrong but like that that makes sense right like we are a little more emotional about it and like think more about it probably overthink probably undercut ourselves and like a man is just going to be like most of the time like nope this is what i'm getting paid this is what i deserve and i don't feel weird or guilty about it at all and i don't have imposter syndrome so it's fine
0: (laughs) i mean i think they still have imposter syndrome but fun fact okay so that's I agree with that okay. wholeheartedly. Um, I think you got the sentiment correct. Okay. <laughs> for sure. Because I was reading a similar thing. So
1: I've been reading the book Lean In. I've been wanting to read that. Okay. Oh, I think I just peaked the okay. mic. It's okay. It's Sorry, okay. guys. I got really excited because I've been wanting to read that That's book. It's okay. We can fix it. So I've been oh. reading. I have it. Um Ugh. My
0: big sister, Katie, actually got that for me when I graduated from college. And I read it the first time and was like, this does not apply to me because I was so ridiculously blind to the world, (laughs) Mm -hmm. living in my own little bubble. And then I graduated and I've been out in the world for like a year. And I started, I came back to this book. And when I came back to it, I was reading it again. And there was a story in there about how her her brother and her really good friend, they were all in school together and they were in a class together. And they took their final or a test or something. And it was a really big deal. And her and her friend, her roommate, they had been studying leading up to this. They were very like, we got to study. We got to prepare. We got to da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. And her brother comes in like the week before finals. And was like, teach me everything I need to know. OK, and so they're studying together, getting ready for final or for this test or whatever. And then at, after the test is over, she asked him, like, what do you think you got on the test? And he was like, oh, I know I got whatever grade. OK, he was like, I know I got a A. a, a, a. Let's say it's an A. I don't remember if it was an A or not, but let's yeah. say it was an A. And then her roommate her friend was like, "Uh, maybe I got like a B or an A, but I'm not sure." Yeah. And then like she was also kind of in the same boat of being like unsure of what the grade was that they got. Yeah. Ultimately, they all ended up getting desirable grades. Let's yeah. say they all got A's, okay? But they were like varying A's. Like maybe he he got an A minus, she got an A, her roommate got an A plus, <laughs> okay? Let's it's something along those lines. Yeah. But the whole idea was that they felt so, um, they undercut themselves the whole time. Like the whole time, they spent all this time second guessing whether or not they got the right grade. Exactly. They spent all this time second guessing whether or not they had studied enough, whether or not they had they knew the material for real or not. They 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 and then they sold themselves short on the possibility of what their grade could be, yep. given the fact that they had put so much energy and um, actual work into studying. And I think that's a real thing because I know like the first time like. I had imposter syndrome so hardcore when I went to Bass, which I feel that, which is a great place. And I love where I am being there and everything. But when I, the first time I showed up, I was like, I don't, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'm not really a good sound engineer. Maybe da 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 da. And so I was the whole time I spent second guessing years of me being a sound engineer. Years. I didn't wake up one day and just be like, i to be a sound engineer. No. Okay. I've been yeah. doing this since I was in junior high. That's over ten years of experience. Yeah. Doing audio in some capacity on a regular basis for over ten years.
1: Yep.
0: And I was like, I'm not good enough to be here.
1: Yeah. Like it's what it's, are you talking
0: about? Like, yeah, like I feel like And then that. like if I had like I've met guys who they're like, Oh yeah, I just got into audio like three years ago. And they, and they talk like they've been doing it for forever. Yeah. And I'm like, so wait, so 3 years ago you didn't know anything about audio and they're
1: like, "No, nah, I was
0: working in a kitchen."
1: I think that has to do with the undercutting cuz we're not going for things that exactly. we Exactly. that we should be because we don't feel like we deserve it or we right. don't feel like we're good enough and like that's why this is important. Yeah. That's why Sound Girls is important. That's why um Women That Rock is important. Like yeah. that's why because we don't, I don't want anyone to undo, I do that to themselves, you know? Yeah. So, I but, when I don't, and I do it sometimes, and I, sure. I shouldn't, and you don't, you sure as hell don't need to, yeah. and um, it's just some thing in the female brain that stops us from being think part freaking part awesome. Of it I it is,
0: know. is, like, society. <laughs> yeah. Part of it is that you're, like, waiting for something what, yeah. what, what, what are we waiting for I don't know, I don't know. but we're waiting for something <laughs> and I know that because I've talked to so many women and ladies who are like yeah I'm just kind of and I'm like what are we waiting for yeah. what are we like wishing is about to happen that we didn't like go do something yeah like I remember just like I I know for myself at least I spent so many years waiting to feel like I was a true sound engineer I yeah. spent years waiting for this moment where it was gonna be like, now I'm a real sound engineer. Yep. And it's like, Lies, you've been a real sound engineer since the day you decided yep. that you were going to put this microphone into a board and you were going to learn about it. Exactly. That, that moment is when you were a real sound engineer. Okay. Yeah. All the other times you were being a sound engineer. Yeah. Like what are you what are you what is this? Where is you that know? coming from? Yeah. And so I think that's that's part of it, you know? Yeah. And it's and it's very unfortunate because we gotta stop waiting. We, we do. gotta stop like letting ourselves have that, like, That's, yeah, leaning into it. And I don't think that leaning into being greater means that men needs to stop being great. Yeah, you know, like I don't like, that I don't, like I don't want to say that, like, because yeah. I know some people might hear that and be like, oh, well, you're saying this, and I'm, like, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I think that we all just needs to elevate ourselves to that level because we are deserving of that level and men are there. They're living their best lives. We're all equal, mm-hmm. you know, and we're all equal in that. So there's no reason why we shouldn't, yeah. um, have that energy within ourselves that, yeah. that confidence, that reassurance that, you know what? I am capable of this and I'm going to pursue that.
1: Exactly. That's like, yeah, that's why when I, we were talking earlier, you were like, how did you like, gain that guy? Like, how did you gain that trust? Like, how did you do that? Like, um, Is from doing that, you know, (laughs) like doing that, like leaning in, like, uh, just always raising my hand. Like literally I did not know shit about audio engineering. And I was like, I'm just going to go fix that mic. I don't, I don't know what he said to do, but I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to figure it out. Like just even like small things like that, people notice because not everyone can do it, you know? And so it's cool. Like, um, I just I don't know. I feel like that's the most important thing. It's like when and there's been there I remember there were some girls that would come in and tour the school and then they wouldn't come to the school. It made me sad cuz I was I didn't know if it was because they were like intimidated or maybe it just wasn't ended up not being what they wanted to do, but I would hate to think it would it was because they might be intimidated because all they see are a bunch of dudes running around with microphones and cables and they're like and they're like I don't know anything about that. Or I don't, maybe I can't do this. We're like, no, you can. You just got to, like, do it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: How do you deal with that, by the way, being in a, a predominantly male-dominated field? I mean, predominantly. Mm. It is male-dominated. <laughs> and to be exact, it's white male-dominated, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, And there's nothing wrong with that, but it is. Like, there. that is what, that's the world we live in. And yeah. actuality is a white male-dominated field. Yep. So how do you deal with that? Because, I mean... Um not i mean it's 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 a unique place to be
1: it's weird it's just weird always knowing you just can't be ignorant like you always have to know like i feel like and this sounds weird saying but like just have your wits about you like just you know don't fall for any shit like i've always made it a rule just from male female thing like I've always made a rule, I don't date my clients. I don't date co-workers or co-studio people. I don't I don't do any of that. Like this is professional. That's how I deal with it. And like, and then the misogyny that comes with it sometimes. Like, there was like one time someone asked me if I was like a maid, and I was like, no. I'm an intern and I'm actually assisting your session. And, and, uh, and then one time I'm like, I'm made, what the fuck? Do I look like I'm a maid? What the hell is that about? And, uh, and yeah. And then, um, and sometimes this happens a lot in, in studios when girls are like interns or head engineers, assistant engineers, I'll be, I've been asked a lot if I'm like the guitarist's girlfriend, they'll be like, Oh, whose girlfriend are you? And yeah, like cuz I'll be like sitting like down, you know, waiting for the head engineer to be like, "Hey, yo, what's up? Go fix that thing." Um or if I'm like just walking around like cleaning things up or putting up mics, sometimes they just think I'm being helpful and they'll be like, "They've literally been, like, who are you dating? Like well, who's in the band that you're with?" And I'm like, "Um no one, I'm actually the assistant engineer on your session." So, why don't you go sit down <laughs>
0: You can have all of the seats now thank you and goodbye
1: yeah and that's strange uh too but yeah there's this one time this there's this band and uh they didn't it he didn't ask me that but they they noticed i was an engineer and they were, they were like oh like cool like how did you get into this and if we're running low on time now just let me know but um they they were like oh that's so cool like how did you get into this? And I told them how, and they were like, "Oh, cool! Like that's so cool! Like we don't see like we've we've been in a lot of studios, and it was a, kind of a bigger band too." And they were like, "We've been in a lot of studios, and we never see female engineers. Like it's just not like." They were like, "You're the first one we've seen. Like we're a freaking unicorn. <laughs> like <laughs> like what?" And uh I was like, "Oh well, yeah, like." I don't know. And they were like, that's so cool that you can like, you're recording your own demos. And because I told him that like, you're recording your own music. And like, he was like, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, it saves us a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and it, a lot of money it save. does save us a lot of money. And we're able to put out one song a month because of that. Mm-hmm. So, or else we'd be broke. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So I figured I'd share it. <laughs> no, that is interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, it's weird, you always have to know like they they're always gonna want something they might be flirting with you, they might want something more, they might think you're here. I've heard that some guys, and I'm not a man hater at all but I, i've i I've heard that some I've heard the comment before that some men think women are just in audio because we are looking for a man. <laughs>
0: That, does that make you laugh? That's hilarious. I've heard that before. too. You've heard it before too. I've oh, okay, before, too. I'm not crazy. No, like I've, heard, I've that heard that before. It's it's sort of like when women used to go to university back in like the 50s and stuff, yeah. and they were like, oh, you're just going to school to get your MRS degree, which is basically you're just going to school so that way you can find a husband to marry. Yeah. Right. Like that's that was the concept of women in college, right? Yeah. You know, and you studied something stupid like Russian literature or something. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, not that Russian <laughs> literature is stupid, but you know, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Like, what are you going to do with the Russian in literature the 50s? degrees? Yeah, in like, the fifties. Like, what are you doing with that? You know, other than being a librarian, yeah. I don't know. And so, um, and there's nothing wrong with being a librarian either. Okay, they're super cool. Actually, like, legit yeah. librarians are so awesome. Side note, I've met super so smart. many ladies who are people in general. I've actually met several <laughs> men librarians as well, who know so much about whatever Books, department man. it is that they work in. Oh, magic. If you can become friends with a librarian, I swear you'll never be low on books. okay? Oh my God. I am never low on books, okay? I love books with like a passion, and they Aww. are always like, I go to a library and there's two people. There's a guy and a lady who I know, and they are always recommending books. And I'm like, yes, I love you with all of my heart. Side note. That's has awesome. do do anything. But yes, um, I think it's a similar concept. Like, yeah. women back in the day, that's what they did. They went it's to university like, to meet a
1: the 1950s? Man. like and so
0: people still think that's a thing now. They'll yeah. be like, oh, well, you're just in audio just to meet a man. And I'm like, well, not really. I mean, I don't know if you look around here, but... Uh, yeah, it's
1: like, I don't really want to date any of you. <laughs>
0: no, especially, I don't know. So, okay, I have a separate question that goes off on this, okay? Yeah. I've met a lot of guys, obviously, who are audio engineers, and they are like into like the partying of it all they're into like the drinking and the drugs and the staying up all night and that aspect of it and so how do you deal with that aspect of audio as well because that's a very real part of it you know yeah. like there's always going to be people out there who are going out after work and that's what they do yeah. and then you know if if you're not a part of that it can be a little bit isolating yeah. in some ways because you're like, well, I don't want to go get wasted tonight just to wake up at six in the morning so I can be at work by seven, yeah. you know, and like all that sort of stuff. So how do you balance like trying to be, um,
1: like one of the guys, well, and, not necessarily like, one of
0: the guys, but like build productive friendships yeah. or work relationships. That's what I'm trying to say. How do you build productive work relationships, um, with people, when that, do that. that do that sort of stuff and that's the yeah. only way that they really bond with the people around them.
1: That's a really good question because I don't think... I never experienced that. Like at Orb was like the internship that I really made good friends with and like I love everyone there and some of them are still there. Love them. And... But I don't... None of them were partiers. Like I think the... We're both engineers, but, like, maybe that's two different mindsets. Like, because in audio, like, I swear to God, every audio engineer, like, in in the studio just wants to go home and lay in bed after a session. (laughs) Like, they just, like, I don't remember anyone, like, being, there was, like, one time this producer came in and was, like, we want everyone to go out after this. But, like, that has never happened before. Like, ever. Like, none of us have ever, like done that we would just like drink coffee and beer at the studio and hang out so like i built i built really good work relationships by doing that just like drinking good coffee with like my you know at like 6 a.m before a session or at midnight <laughs> you know like or or like after the session we'd like crack a cold one <laughs> you know crack cold one but uh that's how i built my relationships with like the people there and um none of them i don't remember when no they didn't party or any do or do anything like that. We would like there would be artists that would come in do some crazy shit, <laughs> and we would all talk about it the day after and be like, "What the fuck?" But uh, no, but does that happen? So is that a thing in the live sound? Is that like a? It can be. Yeah. Not. I want. Do you guys say get drink tickets? Okay, I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Nobody's letting us drink? What are you talking about? I don't know. Um, I was like, I get drink tickets when I play shows. I'd hope the live sound engineer gets a drink ticket too. I think it depends
0: where you're talking about live sound. Because if you're talking like a a theater place, like (laughs) like if you're talking like Bass, if you're talking Zach Theater, if you're talking... Um, you know, uh the the Long Center here in Austin. And if you're talking about like uh like those types of places, like Carnegie Halls of the World, yeah. you know, or or the, the those more um elite theater branded yeah. places. Cause that's what they're branded as. They're branded as theater, theater yeah. venues. Then no, we don't get that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. That's understandable. After work, you go down to the bar that you could walk to, and you drink. That's okay. what they do. Okay.
1: Um, but that's like the last thing. Like that's, that's what they do. That's
0: a thing that people do. Yes, Got it. that's a very common thing that people will do. Okay. Um, but if you're talking like the club venues yeah. style, like the emos of the world, the Sahara, Sahara lounges, lounge. you, we you, are we you you do get drinks at places like that Um, that's where i feel like that lifestyle that's where that lifestyle comes into play for sure because live
1: sound is hard fucking work it's stressful i could imagine like doing that and being like damn i need some weed or i need some drinks i need this i need that like to keep the because you have to be on it the whole time and you have to like talk to the band they need to like you you yeah. need to get this. Everyone's like, yeah. "I need this. I need that." Blah blah blah. You know, like, yeah. Damn. Well, for me, I don't do anything while I'm working. Okay, that's um, smart because I don't drink
0: while I work either. It's it's unprofessional. A lot of people yeah. are like, "That's unprofessional." I, I don't. I don't care what your definition of professionalism is. It is my definition Question. of pro- like, professionalism. Because I do the yes.
1: same thing. Do we do that because we're women and we feel like we can't? Because We have to be extra professional. No. Okay. I do it because I know that my ability to
0: do sound decreases when I drink. Okay. I know that if I am like, because people. Prime example, I was doing a festival at Sahara. People were like, Oh my god. You're doing so great. No, not She Shreds. Um, Although, oh, I really want to do them again this yes, year. Yes, dude.
1: You should do the oh, Women That Rock showcase. I would love that. Um, They did one this past year. and It was that Hole in the Wall. They might... I don't know where they're going to do it this year, but you should run sound for them. I would love that. I had yeah. so much fun with them. They were so organized and,
0: oh, oh it was fabulous. Awesome. Um, but anyways, no, not that festival. Different festival. And bands were coming like people were coming up to me and they're like you're doing such a great job let me buy you a drink let me buy you a drink let me buy you Mm. a drink okay if i accepted a drink from every single person who was like let me (laughs) buy you a drink i would have been wasted okay and it was a full day like of work like i started at like noon and we didn't get out there until two the last band finished at 2 a.m so no i can't be drinking my way through life that way you know and so um I would tell people, thank you, I really appreciate it. Um, but I am not drinking, but I do appreciate your offer. Yes. To go back to the point, yes. <laughs> which was the drinking and the drugs and stuff, it was just yeah. that, like, for me, I can't do that. But I also think that there's a level of um I've met a lot of people. Not a lot, I've met several people who yeah. have felt pressured into that world i'm too felt, stubborn for
1: that they felt <laughs> right
0: they felt like for them to to get along with the people around them they felt like to be a part of the group yeah. they needed to associate in that way
1: oh and so that's why
0: i asked how you deal with it because i've never felt the need to accuse to to um acclimate that way yeah. i'm like i'm not doing it you can't make me denied yeah. uh i'm gonna go have all the seats over there with my cell phone and scroll instagram yeah uh you
1: know like that's but that's that's my personality drugs, so yeah. that's a big thing like and me too in the band world too like i jordan and i don't smoke weed like we don't yeah. do drugs like and it's not i don't have anything against it i just I don't it's just need not for to. you and that's okay yeah and like we kind of like that it's just like very clear-minded kind of like very goal-oriented thing and like the same in audio engineering too like i don't if i'm with my band and i'm recording then i'll like have a beer or whatever but like when i'm with clients i am not drinking and i don't do drugs and um yeah that's just something i don't I don't, I'm just too stubborn for it. Like, I just, I love this. Oh, I love this so much. I'm so happy that I'm your first guest on here. And this is freaking badass that you're doing this. Like, I, cause I've known you for like two years now. Two and a half, two years. God,
0: it's been that long. And
1: I just, remember the day we met at Kirby Lane. and Go Kirby. We were there for like two hours because we just talked forever. And <laughs> you mean like this podcast episode? Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I don't know, just we, you have, you're so easy to talk to you. Like you're the perfect person to like put this thing out into the world. So I'm, I'm really happy for you.
0: Well, thank you. On that <laughs> note, I, all I can really say is <laughs> thank you for being my first guest. Of like course. that's such a great, like little, that was, oh, that's so sweet. I love that. <laughs> um, well, thank you for, for doing this with me and, and, yeah, and course. like going through the world when I was getting this started. <laughs> Because I was sipping my tea, I was drinking my water. She's like, "I got this." You're good. So, um, yeah. So, thank you for for being here. I really appreciate it.